You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. Volkswagen is making a shift to electric cars and robo-taxis is a big strategy overhaul to try to move away from all the issues that emerged during their diesel cheating scandal, Pim. Yes, uh, the company wants to launch 30 all-electric models. They're trying to reposition themselves as a leader in green transport. We're going to give you more details. But right now, let's go to Charlie Pelton in the Bloomberg Newsroom for details on business news. And I thank you very much, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. Green on the screen, at least for the Dow now, up 49 points to 17,690. That is a gain of three-tenths of one percent. S&P 500 index has been fluctuating after erasing most of the day's losses amid shifting views on whether Britain will remain in the European Union, while lingering global growth concerns remain a drag on sentiment. The S&P 500 index down half a point now. NASDAQ down 11, a drop of two-tenths of 1%. The 10-year up 132nd with a yield of 1.56%. Gold up 240 the ounce to 1291, a gain of two-tenths of 1%. And crude is down $1.70 a barrel, 46.30 right now, a drop there of 3.5%. So the June Fed meeting is behind us. Where does that leave the Federal Reserve now? Dean Mackey is chief economist at Point. 72 asset management. Certainly their tone may shift again. Uh, we saw that just in the last three months, for example. The Fed wanted to get those rate hike expectations up. Uh, they, they talked hawkishly for a while, and then abruptly that shifted. So certainly we could go through one of those mini cycles again. I think to get there, though, we'd need the data to turn firmer on the labor market. American Airlines Group tumbling to its lowest in more than a year after an analyst cut its stock rating and trimmed earnings estimates for the industry, citing recent terrorist attacks, higher fuel prices, and the coming U.K. vote on leaving the European Union. Shares of American Airlines Group trading lower now by 4.2%, down $1.27 to $29.22. Again, recapping S&P lower by two-tenths of 1%. Now, let's take a look at some of the other stories making news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. 
Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. This news update is brought to you by Jaguar Manhattan. Visit Jaguar Manhattan today, where New York goes for luxury. Conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at jaguarmanhattan.com. Jaguar Manhattan is at your service. A British lawmaker has been shot and killed today in her district in northern England. Temporary Chief Constable West Yorkshire Police D. Collins says a suspect is in custody. A man was arrested nearby by local uniformed police officers. Weapons, including a firearm, have also been recovered. The attack on Joe Cox has prompted both sides to suspend campaigning today in the battle over whether Britain should end its membership in the European Union. It's an important find in the crash of an Egypt airplane. Bloomberg's Michael Barr has more. The cockpit voice recorder of an Egypt airplane that crashed last month has been found and pulled out of the Mediterranean Sea. Egypt Air Flight 804 was heading from Paris to Cairo when it plunged into the sea. All 66 people on board were killed. The data recorder could provide details as to what brought down the Airbus A320. Egypt's investigation committee says the so-called black box has been damaged, but the memory unit, which is the most important in the recorder, is intact. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. And Police Commissioner Bill Bratton says there have been a number of threats made against gay bars and nightclubs in the city, but none appears to be credible. Bratton says whoever made the threats in the wake of the Orlando nightclub shootings are, quote, cowards. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. Charlie. And we thank you. And again, recapping, gold is trading higher at 1290 About $1.80 now, a gain of 0.1%. The Dow up 46, a gain of three-tenths of 1%. S&P fluctuating. It is now down by half a point. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. According to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, there are more than 6,500 FDIC-insured commercial banks in the United States, but not all banks are created equal. Here to tell us more about the banking industry and about Home Street Bank in particular is the chairman, the president, and the chief executive of Home Street Bank, Mark Mason. He joins us from Seattle. Mark, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for having me today. Now, I understand, of course, that you are based on Union Street in Seattle, but you've got an expansion story to tell. Give people a little detail about the bank and about your strategy. Well, thanks. It's, uh, it is an old institution. We're in our 96th year this year, and I've been with the bank almost seven years. When I got here, we were operating in 30 locations, 20 of which were typical bank branches. Today, we have over 120 locations and almost 50 depository locations. We've grown a whole bunch since our IPO in early 2012. Well, Mark, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I grew up in Olympia, Washington, so um, always love to hear about a Seattle business and a, a Seattle bank. Uh, how is business for you right now? What are the forces that are that are helping you grow and expand? Is it is it all regional? Is it just finding the right markets? Do these big picture questions and issues like, oh my gosh, I guess the Fed's going to barely raise interest rates, so not no big increase easily for uh, net interest margins for the bank? Do you worry about Brexit? How does it how does it all come together for you? 
Well, we're fortunate in that we operate in some of the best markets in the United States today. We have a traditional region here in the Pacific Northwest and in the Hawaiian Islands. And recently, we've expanded down through southern, northern and southern California. So these markets today are characterized by much higher levels of employment growth, house, housing appreciation, and uh, lowering levels of unemployment. So we are operating in a better environment than generally the rest of the nation. The big issues, though, of interest rates and um, worries about the health of the economy affect all of us. And interest rate changes today have generally not been favorable for banks. Banks have largely been expecting rates to rise over the last several years. They have not occurred. And the most recent changes have really hurt bank margins as the the um, yield curve has actually flattened, and that hurts bank margins. It increases short-term costs uh, of deposits and, and uh, wholesale funding, and yet we don't get much additional yield. In our case, as a very large mortgage lender and a large consumer bank as well as a commercial bank, it's ironically good for us. Uh, the 10-year Treasury is, uh, at least as of yesterday, back below 1.6%. Uh, that's very good for home um, uh, values and home affordability and home refinancing. And so we expect this year to maybe be the largest mortgage origination year since 2012. Mark Wason, I was looking at your website, and there's a 24-month bump rate certificate of deposit paying 1.3%. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, and I understand this is an average, so it may not apply specifically to your audience in the Pacific Northwest, is about 3.6%. It's awful difficult to pay 2,200 employees on that 2.3% margin. Uh, that would be true if we held most of our mortgages, but we are mostly a conventional conforming and government mortgage originator, and we sell the lion's share of our mortgages to the agencies, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Jenny Mae for FHA and VA loans, and we retain the servicing and we retain our customers. And so most of the loans on our balance sheet are consumer loans of home equity lines of credit and other consumer loans, and the rest are mostly commercial loans with better yields. So what is your uh, growth prospect? I mean, are, are you uh, how, how far can you take this, and uh, do you see the – what are the forces that will drive that? Is it financing remaining cheap? Is it you getting better the competition? Would you like to be acquired by a bigger institution? Well, at this point, we've been the acquirer. Um, since 2013, we've acquired four smaller financial institutions, two up in Washington and two in Southern California. And we're growing organically at a very fast pace, somewhere between 4 and 6% per quarter. So along with selective acquisitions, we've been growing assets almost 30% a year the past three years. And we intend to do that for the foreseeable future as we expand not only in our existing traditional market here in the Pacific Northwest, but to a greater extent in California and in the major markets in the other western states. And so we think that our strategy has a long way to run. Um, I think it's true, though, that you know we never know in today's world how long we'll remain independent because, as you mentioned earlier, there's only 6,500 banks in the United States today. That's down from 10,000 only 10 years ago. And uh, the course of bank consolidation is going to continue for a while. 
In our case, we will probably be independent for some period of time as we execute on our growth strategy. Well, good luck with that, Mark Mason. You're in a very hot market now. Seattle is on fire. Just look at real estate prices in King County. Mark Mason, Chairman, President, and CEO of Home Street Bank, based in Seattle, Washington, making a major expansion across the entire western United States. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. We're going to be taking a look at so many things today in the show, the Fed, the Brexit, the U.S. economy, and so much more. Taking stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, Dr. Philip Frost. He is the chairman and the chief executive of Opco Health. Find out about medical diagnostics, pharmaceuticals, and biotechnology. That's next. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. 